Are you ready for the word? Praise him. This is Pastor Pearson of Word of Faith Christian Center here in sunny San Antonio, Texas. A Bible-believing, Bible-teaching church where Jesus Christ is Lord and you'll never be bored. I want to welcome all of you back to our radio broadcast and I pray it's being a blessing to you and yours. So sit back and relax as I bring a message from the Word of God just for you. But please, please, please have an ear to hear what the Lord is about to say. Because if you do, I guarantee that you'll be blessed today. So without further ado, let me bring today's message to you. Since this weekend is Resurrection Day weekend, we've been ministering messages all week about Jesus Christ and what he did for me and you through his death, burial, and resurrection. We'll resume the messages on pathway to increase intimacy with God next week. But this week, I want to get you in the mindset of the awesome things that the Lord did for me and you on Good Friday and on Resurrection Day too. So come on, let's hear a message about our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. What he did for you and me when he went to Calvary Street to pay sins dead in full for you and me. And then got up on Resurrection Day to set us totally free and offer a new life to you and me. So without further ado, let me bring today's message to you. But before I do, I got a question to ask you. Are you ready for the word? Because ready or not, here it comes. Turn to Luke chapter 4. I know y'all think Jesus was this cute little nice guy, praise God, that always talks soft. Jesus was a thug when he walked the face of the earth, praise God. We'll teach it later, though. we ain't got time. I can't tell you, I can't wait to do that series. Jesus the thug, I'm going to show you all through scripture, where Jesus was a thug straight up, praise God. I got any Jesus thugs up in the house. And for y'all that, and y'all that ain't, don't worry, you can pay us protection money, praise God. Because <laughs> we work for the Father, the Godfather. Praise God. <laughs> We're in Luke chapter 4. Is anybody hand me up in here? We'll make you an offer you can't refuse. <laughs> Luke chapter 4, verse 13. <laughs> this is right after he defeated the devil on three different accounts. Praise God. Verse 13 says. And when the devil had ended all the temptation, he just booked. He departed from him for a season, but he came back. And Jesus returned in the power of the spirit into Galilee. And there went out a fame of him throughout all the region round about. And he taught in their synagogues, being glorified of all. And he came to Nazareth, which had been his, which he had been brought up. And, and as his custom was, he went into the synagogue on the Sabbath day and rose up for it to read. And there was delivered unto him the book of the prophet Isaiah. And when he had opened the book, he found the place where it was written. The spirit of the Lord is upon me because he hath anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He hath sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives and recovering of the sight to the blind and to set at liberty them that are bruised and to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. And he closed the book and gave it again to the minister and sat down. And the eyes of all of them that were in the synagogue were fastened upon him. What are you going to say? What are you going to say? Verse 21, and he began to speak, he began to say unto them, this day is this scripture fulfilled in your ears. Praise God. Or another day where it's talking about it is that I told you I was coming. I'm here. I told you this is what I'm going to do. Watch what I'm about to do. Because this day is this thing fulfilled in your ears. Jesus said exactly what it is that he was going to do. He was here, what he was here to do. He was here to set free, set us free of whatever it was and, and whatever it is that the Satan had us bound in. Don't matter what you was bound in, Jesus Christ came to set you free of it. 
no matter what you was caught up in, Jesus Christ came to set you free of it. If Satan caused them to be broke, Jesus was anointed to set them free from their brokenness. Praise God. If, if they was broken hearted, Jesus was anointed to set them free of that broken heart. If they was captive, Jesus was anointed to set them free of their captivity. If they was blind, he set them free of their blindness. If they was bruised, he set them free of their bruisedness. Praise God. That's a word. Praise God. Bruisedness. Praise God. But helping people with their natural issues don't solve their spiritual issues. Helping people of their natural issues don't solve them of their spiritual issues. I wish the church would understand that when they're trying to feed everybody everything but the word. And they're all feeding somebody, praise God. But if it was a sinner that burped, that sinner that sat down hungry, it's a sinner that burped after you ate them, praise God. We got to preach the word. We got to preach the word. Anybody can feed somebody, but can't anybody give them the word, praise God. Pause button off, let's move on, praise God. But helping people with their natural issues didn't solve their spiritual issues. Jesus may have set them at liberty that were bruised, but they still had a spiritual issue because sin was still there and death was still there. He might have restored the sight, but that ability to have given them the ability to open up their eyes and see the hell that was happening in their life. Jesus might have turned around and set the captives free, but at the same time, they was in bondage for eternity because sin and death were still in the world. He might have healed the brokenhearted, but they were more was going to be broken in their heart after the devil got finished with them. Is anybody hearing me up in here? That's why Jesus came. See, the resurrection is so important in this plan of God. The resurrection is a vital, integral part in the plan of God. Turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 15. 1 Corinthians chapter 15. It is a vital part because without no resurrection, there's still a part that's left that we need to be set free from. 1 Corinthians chapter 15. We'll start reading in verse 12. It says, now, if Christ be preached that he rose from the dead, how say some among you that there is no resurrection of the dead? But if there be no resurrection of the dead, then is Christ not risen. And if Christ be not risen, then is our preaching vain, fruitless, worthless. And your faith is also vain, fruitless, and worthless. Which means that if there's no resurrection, all this we doing is a waste of time. If there's no resurrection, we ought to drop this stuff and go get us a bottle of wine. If Jesus didn't do what he said he would do, then we need to stop by the store and pick up a brew. Or did you do it already? Is that why they got quiet? Is that why they got quiet? Take your six-pack back. Praise God. Amen. <laughs> y'all don't like this. Y'all get mad at me. What I'm going to wash my turkey and my ham down with. Praise God. <laughs> Let's just read on. Let's go back to the Bible then. Praise God. I forgot we ain't just got the folk up in here that come to church. We got the folk that don't often come to church. Praise God. Amen. So maybe it's too hot of a fire initially. What verse we leave off on? <laughs> it says, and if Christ be not risen, then is our preaching vain and your faith is also vain. Yea, and we are found false witnesses of God because we have testified of God that he raised up Christ, whom he raised not up, 
if so be that the dead rise not. For if the dead rise not, then it then then is not Christ raised. And if Christ be not raised, your faith is vain, and ye are yet in your sins. Because see, Jesus Christ getting up from the dead is an exclamation point on the fact that the cross worked. Jesus Christ getting up from the dead is an exclamation point on the fact that the cross worked. Because if the cross didn't work, then sin is still here. And sin is still here. According to Romans chapter 5 verse 12, death comes by sin. So therefore, death can be let back in by sin. Death can still control because sin is still in control. But when sin lost its control, so did death. Because death rules by sin. But where there's no sin, there's no death. Where sin don't control, death don't control. So the resurrection is proof positive that the cross worked. Because if the cross had not worked, Jesus would be holding of death. Death would have the strength to hold him down. Because sin is still in manifestation. But the fact that he defeated death, defeated sin, destroyed sin, took away sin, nullified, dissolved, and broke up some sin, then that caused death to lose its strength in being able to hold you. Oh, I'm excited about that. I don't know about you. Because not only do I have a promise that I'm going to get back up, but I got a promise based on that that I don't have to stay down in my natural life. Because I'm already a part of Christ. I'm already a part of the body of Christ. The Bible says, as he is in heaven, so are we in this world. Which means the same way he is, victorious and glorious, is the same way we're supposed to be on this earth. No manifestation of death can remain in my life. Poverty cannot stay. Sickness cannot stay. Drug addiction cannot stay. Alcoholism cannot stay. Lust cannot remain in my life. It's got to go. It kind of dropped on that one. It kind of dropped on that one, but praise God. Amen. I say lust got to go. Because that is not of God. Blessed be the name of the Lord. God say be holy, not ho-ish. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Lust got to go. Blessed be the name of the Lord. That means I don't care what done grabbed you, it can't hold you. I don't care what grabbed you, it cannot hold you down. It can't stay around. Unless you let it. And you voluntarily volunteer to be jammed. How in the world can a little rolled up pack of tobacco hold you when you're a child of God? Every time you light one up, you spit in the face of Jesus who said, who broke that up so it can't control you. Every time you light up one of those, you spit in the face of Jesus who died for you to set you free of a little piece of tobacco controlling you. Have an ear to hear what the Lord just said to you. He said he's already set you free. You don't need no patch. 
because he already received a patch for you on his back. Because by his stripes, ye are healed. See, the resurrection is proof positive of Satan's death. The resurrection is the confirmation of the success of Jesus' sacrifice. The resurrection is the triumph in raising other hands after Jesus allowed the nailing of his hands. Because after he allowed the nailings of his hands, the hands now are set free to be able to be raised up for you and me. Drop down to verse 20. But now is Christ riven from the dead and become the first fruits of them that slept. Reason why it's first fruits is because there were some fruits that come after him. He was the first fruit. We're the fruit that came after. I don't know which fruit is you, but we, 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 we're in there somewhere. Praise God. Amen. And, and for since by man came death, by man came also the resurrection of the death of the dead. See, by man came the resurrection of the dead. I love the Lord. Praise God. The Lord, you talking about rubbing something in the devil's face. He said, since it was a man that caused them to be separated from me, it's going to be a man that gets them connected back to me. Since it was something that he put in his, that, something that came, that, that he put in his mouth that caused him to be separated, I'm going to have him <laughs> have something come out of his mouth that's going to give him his life back. Since it was disobedience that separated, it's going to be obedience that reconnects. Is anybody hearing me up in here? So, so, verse 22 says, For as in Adam all died, even so in Christ shall all be made alive. See, Jesus rose from the dead in order to be able to open up to us an opportunity to be alive. I got any folk up in here that's live? Oh, yes, we are. We all the way live because of him. Praise God. Shoot. First Corinthians chapter 2. That's why I don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't understand them churches, praise God, to be all quiet all the time, praise God. Shh, we in church. No, that's what they do in mortuaries. Dead folk quiet. Folk that's live make noise. We was quiet when we was dead, praise God. We making some noise up in here. Hallelujah. First Corinthians chapter two, verse six. See, Satan played right into God's hands by doing exactly what God planned. He played right into God's hands by doing exactly what God planned. First Corinthians chapter two, we'll start reading verse six. It says, how be it we speak wisdom among them that are perfect, yet not the wisdom of this world, nor of the princes of this world. That come to naught. Because the wisdom of the world ain't nothing. That's what naught means, nothing. It comes to naught. It ain't nothing. Naught. But we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery. Even the hidden wisdom. Which God ordained before the world unto our glory. Which none of the princes of this world knew. Speaking of the little devils and demons and all them, you know, little imps and stuff. For had they known it, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. If they would have understood what was about to happen, they'd have never let it happen. If they would have known now, no, known then what they know now, they'd have never touched him. Jesus would have been the most protected person on the face of the earth. 
There would have been a, P, a APB out to all demons everywhere. Pictures up on, on in demon headquarters saying, don't touch this guy. Ha! Don't touch this. Praise God. He said, don't, don't touch this. Or he would have hammered them, bless God. But he didn't know. Because what Jesus did was walk around and like just keep slapping the devil. With every healing. With every setting free. Slapping the devil. Irritating him. Where does he get? Matter. 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 <laughs> Everything he do, he undo. Lazarus died. Three days. Stank by now. God said, roll the stone away. Come forth. No, for real. <laughs> no, for real. <laughs> Come forth. Praise God. And he came forth. Praise God. Undid everything he did. Praise God. Sicknesses. Handled. Folk, folk been oppressed for years. Handled. Praise, with just a word. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Just like you. You got handled. In one with one word. Found out about Jesus. And all those years that the devil took to jack you up, got toe up in one word. One message turns your life around. Hallelujah. Just irritating the devil everywhere he go. Because he played right in his hands. Jesus rope-a-dope the devil. Blessed be the name of the Lord. He roped that dope. Praise God. Amen. Y'all remember the rope-a-dope, don't you? Remember the rope-a-dope? Not enough hands. Let me explain it. Praise God. A long time ago in the boxing circle. Praise God. There was a guy by the name of Cassius Clay. Born Cassius Clay. He became Muhammad Ali because he got some bad teaching. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Because the churches wasn't doing their job. They was ha! too busy like clearing their throat rather than clearing up confusion. Is anybody hearing me up in here? Let me leave that alone. I don't want to get into that too much right now. Praise God. They walk around hacking, hacking. Rather than getting the devil backing. Praise God. Doing everything. Anyway. So because of that, he left the Christian church, praise God, and became a Muslim. Praise God. So he changed his name to Muhammad Ali. What's the name of him? Heck of a fighter, though, man. Powerful man. In terms of fighting, praise God. And so, you know, he was on his way back, you know, was, was, you know getting up, trying to get his belt back. Praise God. His championship belt back. And, and, and in order to get his championship belt back, he was going to fight somebody that in the natural was younger than him, stronger than him, more powerful than him, and everything else like that. And didn't nobody think he had a chance to win. Just like people didn't think no, nobody could beat the devil either. Praise God. But the same way Muhammad Ali handled uh, George Foreman is the same way that Jesus handled the devil. He roped the dope. Praise God. Everybody else was telling him, don't do it. Don't do it. Don't fight that guy. He'll beat you up because he was knocking people's head off. Praise God. Jacking folk up left and right. Google it. You see it. Amen. Y'all got on them iPad, iPad twos and threes and stuff like that. I, Google it. Praise God. You'll see it. He, and, 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 but Muhammad Ali said, no, I can take him. I can take him. I got a plan. He kept telling everybody, I got a plan. And they said, all right, all right. Even his own trainer was like, you ain't going to win this, man. It's, it's, it's tight when your trainer tell you you ain't going to win this. But he told him, don't worry. I won before. I'm going to win again. I got a plan. And what was his plan? He went in. They rang the bell. He ran straight up to the guy, bust him in the middle of his head. Praise God. And the guy got mad and started swinging at him. And he let the first punch knock him back into the ropes. And then he laid on the ropes and just covered up his head and covered up his face. 
And he just beat him all in his body, beat him all in his body, just beat him, beat him, beat him. Next round, come back out, whap, bust him in his head again, and then went back in the ropes and let the guy, like, just kept beating him all in his body, beating him all in his body. Until I think it was around the fifth round, praise God. Homie start slowing down. And that's when Muhammad Ali came out punching. Whop, 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 Stopped busting him up until eventually, whop, 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 whop. Knocked him out and he was laid down on the ground. That big old dude fell down. And everybody was looking with their mouths open. Some folk was cheering. The other ones didn't. They lost their money. Praise God. They just, they, 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 <laughs> but he roped the dope. He made it seem like he was being defeated. But he was never being defeated. What he was doing was setting the guy up for his final victory. And that's what Jesus did with the devil by slapping him around all the time. As he was setting him up for his final victory. Because he was going to come and jack him once and for all and get the title back. Praise God. And Jesus already got the title back. Because he is Lord to the glory of God our Father. Turn over to Colossians chapter 2. Colossians chapter 2. Let's look at what he did for me and you. Now, this is when he went to the cross. Colossians chapter 2. Here's when he went to the cross. Here's how he was roping the dope on the cross. Praise God. Because if the devil would have known this, he would have never, ever, ever crucified the Lord of glory. He wouldn't have touched him. Colossians chapter 2. Verse 10. We'll start reading. We'll start reading in verse 9. It says... Oh, I got to get in the right spot. Praise God. It says in verse 9, For in him dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead bodily, and ye are complete in him, which is the head of all principalities and power, to whom also ye are, cru- are, are, are circumcised with the circumcision made without hand. All the brother now say amen. amen. And, and, putting, and putting off the body of the sins of the flesh by the circumcision of the flesh. Buried with him in baptism. Wherein also ye are risen with him through the faith of the operation of God, who have raised him from the dead. And you being dead in your sins, that was us before, and the uncircumcision of your flesh, hath he quickened together with him, having forgiven all your trespasses, blotting out the handwriting of the ordinances that was against us, and which was contrary to us, and took it out of the way, nailing it to the cross." And having spoiled principalities and powers, he made a show of them openly triumphing over them in it. Good God Almighty. Now, this right here tells you what Jesus did for us on the cross. Jesus blotted out the ordinances that was against us. He blotted out the ordinances against us. That word blotted out right there in the literal Greek means to smear out, to rub out, to wipe out. It also means to obliterate, which means to utterly destroy. It means to obliterate, which means to utterly destroy. What did he wipe out? The ordinances that was against us. All the things that we had done wrong, all the things that it is, that, all the ordinances that we broke, all the, the, the laws and the rules that we broke, they was nailed to the cross. That same cross that Jesus was nailed to, they was nailed to too. Well, that's all that we have time for today. I hope that you were blessed by what the Word of God had to say. If you want to hear the message in its entirety, just contact the church office at area code 210-785-9238. That's area code 210-785-9238. But of course, it's always best when you can get it live. Word of Faith Christian Center is located at 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, between West and Blanco. Service times are Wednesdays at noon 
Thursday evenings at 6.45, Saturday afternoons at 4.30, and Sunday mornings at 8 and 11. If you don't have transportation or you're in need of a ride, we'll come and get you. We have a VIP transportation service that's available for every service. Just call us at the church office and arrange a ride. We'll pick you up, bring you to the church, and then drop you off at home after it's over. We also invite you to come out to our Resurrection Day weekend celebration that we do here at Word of Faith SA. It actually started last night with the showing of the Passion of the Christ. It was good, as always, to get a visual reminder of the price that Jesus Christ paid for us when He went to the cross at Calvary as our substitute, paying sin's price in full for you and me. Our Resurrection Day weekend celebration continues this evening at our Good Friday service at 7 p.m. You know, this is the day that Jesus Christ actually went to the cross for me and you to pay sin's debt in full for me and you. Our Resurrection Day weekend celebration culminates on Sunday morning at 9.30 a.m. with our Resurrection Day service. That's the day that he got up. So we get up and come to church to celebrate the new life and the victory that we receive through Jesus Christ. We'd love to see all of you and your families there too. We'd be both excited and honored to praise and worship the Lord with you and your family being there too. And remember... If you don't have transportation, we have a VIP transportation service that's available for every one of these services. Just call us at the church office and arrange a ride. If you need a ride, we'll be glad to come and get you. So come on through. You'll be blessed when you do. Don't forget to tune in to our broadcast next week when we share more with you about pathways to increase intimacy with God. Call a neighbor. Call a friend. Tell them to tune in. But when you do, know that we're going to ask the same question of you. That is, are you ready for the word? Have a blessed and joyful Resurrection Day weekend. Remember, y'all, Jesus is alive. He's risen from the dead, just like he said. Y'all stay blessed. See you next week.